Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. I'm excited to bring you the November 2021 Freedom Report with Coach Josh. Now, unfortunately, the clip that I would have used from Coach Josh this particular month wasn't recorded. I do have really good notes, and I'll be reading Josh's comments, so you'll just have to deal with me this time. Let's start here. I recorded a new Freedom Vision in May, just six months ago. It was a bold proclamation. I could not go to Florida for a month while scheduled to clean two days per week. I had to grow a team. I interviewed Josh Melton from my podcast in June, which was called The Cleaning Road to Nineveh with Josh Melton, and immediately asked him to coach me. I was ready for the challenge, and I was ready to show you all that I could do it. Let me cut right to it. It's six months later, and we have zero new clients, and zero new employees. In fact, we have at least $1,000 per month less in cash flow because our expenses went up as we've been building to scale our company. (laughs) You're like, this isn't sounding so good for your freedom report, Ken. (laughs) Let's just listen to the episode and we'll figure that out together by the end, okay? Let's, 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 Let's keep going. There are three topics that I want to discuss in this episode, and unfortunately, I don't have a clip, like I said, from Coach Josh. His best stuff was on the final coaching call before Thanksgiving. It wasn't recorded. His call-out, though, was tough, and I will share that first. Josh's call-out. I have set out from the beginning of this journey in 2021 to grow my commercial cleaning company in the niche and model that I chose. In other words, I had a preference. I did not want commercial cleaning jobs that were more than once a week. Why? Because that would mean I would have to clean on a weeknight. And I wanted weekly small office clients that I could stack up and complete on the weekends. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or just Friday, Saturday. Then I wouldn't have to think about office cleaning at all during the week. This preference has held me back from going after bigger revenue accounts or recommending to offices a multi-day pricing option of two days a week. This fully surfaced when Josh was helping me with a quote for a 10,000 square foot showroom with offices. They have a cleaner twice per week that they want to replace. It has six restrooms And I'm positioning the price options to sell the weekly option to fit into the perfect schedule that I want. Yes, they want twice a week, but I think I can get them to go for my amazing weekly option. Because it's true, I could give them a weekly option for roughly the same price they're paying now. That's the same quality as what they're getting for twice a week. And Josh did recommend that I position myself that way, make my base price what they're currently paying but just give them the weekly option so I do less visits than they're getting now, but they should experience an upgrading cleaning because my C3 experience is better than 
the service that they are complaining about. That is for sure. So I want this perfect schedule of weekends and I want to grow it to the size and I want to find weekend warriors to help me clean. I've got this preference. I've got this model. I've got this in my mind of how I'm building these blocks to hit my goal for Florida. And then Josh hit me with this on the coaching call. Hey, Ken, we're currently reading How to Win Friends and Influence People in our team right now. And I'm just going to skip to the end of the book. and I'm just going to be very direct with you. (laughs) All right. What are you going to say, Josh? Ken, what do you want? Your dream of Florida or your preferred business model? What? Ken, what do you want? Your dream of Florida or your preferred business model? Make it work. Get the revenue. Clean however it comes. Weekly, twice weekly, five times per week. Who cares? More people want to work weeknights over weekends. Get up the job ads. Get to work and be scrappy. Make it happen. Just because you choose this now, it doesn't mean you need to keep it this way. Don't choose your preferred business model over your dream. You need revenue. Your preferred business model is weekly offices on weekends. You don't want to work or operate your business on weeknights. I get that. I was like that too. But I realized that more nights per week equals more revenue. I'd rather have less clients and more revenue. You're playing too small, all in the name of keeping your preferred business model. This is so true that it stung big time. It's me trying to optimize my business again when I'm still an initializer as a scaling commercial cleaning company. Why do I keep doing this? I just need to get revenue and team members in the door. This conversation with Josh, it convinced me to offer one of my most recent proposals, two out of three options, as twice weekly. So one weekly and two for twice weekly. By the way, I didn't ever answer the question. Josh, I choose my dream. I told my wife and she agreed. Topic two, let's talk about my dream of Florida or our dream of Florida. This one is going to be understood by those that are Christian, sensitive to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. And for those that aren't, this is going to sound like total foolishness to you. So that's okay. Whatever camp you're in, this is my story, so I'm just sharing it. This is my personal freedom report with Coach Josh. So here's something that I wanted to share. And it's important to me, and I hope that this makes a difference for you too, depending on where you're at in life too. So speaking of our dream of Florida, let's discuss this. My wife and I, we wanted to go to Florida, bring our family for a whole month in the winter to get out of the cold. So we rented the house and we spent the money. We had plenty of time to get it done in June. But now that December is looming and we are no closer to getting the cash flow needed or the team to do the work, what do we do? I was working like crazy and stepping out of my comfort zone a ton in November and we got a big goose egg out of it. My wife saw that I was stressed and she came over to me at my desk and started praying over me. She said something in the prayer that caused me to pause big time. We never asked our greatest advisor if booking a house in Florida for the month of February was a good thing or the right thing to do. 
Now, again, this is where it might sound foolishness to you. Who's our greatest advisor? Okay, you can, maybe you can figure that out. It's God. <laughs> we always petition the Lord with our big decisions. And every time he is faithful. I've shared this on podcast interviews where I actually I was the guest that I write up petitions to God on a regular basis. These are questions, petitions, things I don't know the answers to. Big stuff like, do we buy my grandparents' house or do we sell it in the estate? Do we have a fifth child? Do we move from New York and where do we go? Like big questions, things that we don't know the answer to. And what's amazing is that when I write these questions down and then I pray over them and I hold them up in the air and I say, God, here's our questions. It's so cool because I've done this over a hundred questions in the past five years since August of 2016, there's not a single one of those questions that isn't crossed off. I kept all those papers. So this is something that I already do. Me and my wife already do. It's a practice. We have big questions and certainly going to Florida for a month and spending thousands of dollars on a house is a big question. Why did I not follow the same process I follow for all other big questions. Why did I not write it down on paper, hold it up in the air and say, God, should we do this? I never did. I did not even realize it at the time because we were so gung-ho about this cool house and we were going to go to Florida. The dream of Florida got in the way of us actually checking to see if we should do this. Okay, now that was a harsh thing for me to realize And so Teresa and I, in that prayer, we were asking forgiveness. Lord, we made a decision, and we never consulted with our greatest advisor. Please forgive us of that. God, we realize that by us proclaiming Florida as our goal, and us going after it with our work, and us getting there because of our results, we would be giving us the shout-outs. And we'd be glorifying our work. And we would have said thank you to you, of course. But it would not have been the same. It's not what you wanted. What you want is to get all the glory when these good things happen. So if I would have proclaimed in the beginning, we want to go to Florida. God, what do you think? And I held that up in the air on a piece of paper. And I got through a text message randomly from someone or I read a Bible verse and it answered the question or someone called me or I got in. There's so many ways that these questions have been answered. And I got the confirmation, yes, we should go. Well, now I can take that vision like in Habakkuk chapter 2 and I can run to that vision. I can write it down and make it plain on tablets and I can run to the vision. And I knew that it would be blessed because you had given it to me. And then I'd be able to give you all the honor and glory for the accomplishment of it. I would still have to hustle big time to make sure it gets done. But then we'd be in Florida and I'd be able to say that I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for getting me and my family to this awesome house Because without you, God, we could not have pulled this off. I know that's what he wanted for me, but yet we didn't do that. And I felt terrible. And so we asked forgiveness. That feeling of convictedness went away, and we realized that we're forgiven. And then I talked to my buddy, Billy, and he is very wise. He's in family ministry, and he had some interesting things to say about this topic. He said, first of all, Ken, Your heart wasn't wrong. You didn't have bad roots and bad fruits like I've talked about in a previous episode. 
you just jumped the gun. You got ahead of God and you put yourself in a position where you're out in the lead and God's following you, maybe. And so when you ask forgiveness, what that did was it slowed you down or caused you to pause so that God could catch up with you and you are now beside him going together. I thought that was so brilliant the way that Billy described that. He threw out a warning and said, Ken, don't let this become an excuse to not do the work it takes to get to Florida. You put that out there. And let's see what God does. But don't say, oh, we shouldn't be going. And then don't do the work. And then wonder why you're not in Florida. Don't use this as an excuse. And I won't. I will treat the next two months like a traffic light. And here's what I mean. We've prayed and we we said this. God, if you don't want us to go to Florida, if there's some reason you're protecting us or holding us back and it's not the right thing to do at this time, let us know. Make it obvious. Put up a big red light. So bright that me and my wife will obviously see it and know we're not supposed to go. And we will cancel that trip at whatever loss that incurs. And likewise, if we get a big green light that's so obvious, we're going to hustle. But if it's a red light, we're going to hustle. If it's a green light, we're going to hustle. And if it's a yellow light where where, where God's giving me a warning to proceed with caution, I'm going to hustle. In all cases, I'm going to hustle because... I believe that I need to work like it's up to me and pray like it's up to God. And so this second topic was a big one for me that I put my own proclamation and my own dream, my own plans ahead of possibly God's will and purpose. And now let's talk about the hustle, my hustle. Here's the update in November about what my hustle has looked like. I have definitely not done this level of work in a long time. So here we go. Check this out. Since the last 2021 Freedom Report, which was October, I was sharing that, yeah, I got this Project 100 and it's moved up to 200 and, you know, officially it reached 240. And in late October, Coach Josh challenged me and said, you need to now make an initial contact with every single one of these companies. Do it through email, phone call, whatever. Go in person. When can you have that done by? And I said, I'm going to have it done by November 15th. That was my accountability. And so here's how the month went. The past month has been a whirlwind. I've made initial contact now with over 240 local offices, and I completed it by November 15th. So I completed that challenge, Coach Josh. I've made personal phone calls to at least 75 companies, personal visits to 15, and emails to the rest. This has so far resulted in seven offices interested in quotes, four wanted and scheduled a quote, and I have three proposals already sent, one more to complete. So that's seven interested Four proposals so far, and interested will turn into proposals. So that should be seven proposals. Multiple of these proposals are more than one building, which is really cool too. So it's two for one. But I've got no new client yet. That's okay. You can see the action mode, 240 initial contacts, and that led to potentially seven low-hanging fruit. And I've only contacted this list once, meaning I haven't attempted the second time yet. And I continue to make uncomfortable calls every single day as my hustle is to contact every single office on my list and even grow it to 300. 
So just to clarify this, my first goal from Coach Josh was just to make initial contact. Many of that was email, which many of them, they won't even see the email. Or maybe they do see it and they don't look at it. But when I call them and they're like, hmm, I know that name. You know what? That person emailed me recently. This is just called touch points. And I'm getting in front of them more often. And so the next goal is not just to have initial contact. I want to have voice-to-voice conversation with all 240 and what probably will end up is at 300. And I want to find out which ones are happy with their cleaner and which ones outsource. So I'm calling these offices. Josh gave me a great script. We spent the month in coaching calls. One of them, we talked completely on the hiring process. One, completely on pricing, which is awesome. I needed that. And one was completely on kind of the marketing sales funnel that we had built together. So what an amazing month of coaching it has been. I have also been unafraid to get job posts out there. And believe it or not, I've received close to 20 applicants in the past three weeks of having a post up. Now, Josh, he showed me the screening process to filter most out that I just mentioned a minute ago. It's totally amazing. And what's also amazing is how lazy these candidates are. I mean, the next step in the process is super simple. Here they are applying through Indeed or Facebook. I have essentially their information inside of the Indeed or Facebook ecosystem. I want to get that name and email out of the Facebook or Indeed ecosystem. So I send a thank you for applying template with a link to my podcast on introducing the C3 experience so they can get a feel for the company culture and values. And I say, I'd like you to email me your resume, which will put them into my ecosystem and I'll have their email address. From there, I can ask them other things to do that are hoops to jump through. I'm amazed. Out of close to 20, there's only been about three even remotely close to jumping through hoops. So I may have to go through a lot to get enough people that will do the work necessary to become a great team member. I will keep hustling to find team members, to train them, and contact potential customers every single day. Florida... When I really break it down, it merely is going to take an increase of $2,000 in monthly cash flow. I can totally do this. I will work, like I said, like it's up to me and pray like it's up to God. And that's what I call a yellow light. So that was the three parts of this Freedom Report from November 2021. The first thing is Josh's call out. Can, what's more important, your dream of Florida or your preferred business model? Ouch. And then my dream of Florida. Is it just my dream and my wife's dream and God had no part of this at all? Or is it also God's dream for us? So we are realigning our trip to Florida and we are petitioning now for God to give us clarity on this. But regardless of the answer, we're still growing a commercial cleaning business. And so we're going all in. We are going all in. And the third part of this was the description of what my hustle has looked like in the past month. And it's been a lot. I'm doing things very uncomfortable. And that's where I knew I'd have to be. So even though I I started in the beginning that I have no new clients and no new employees, I am in such a better place than I've ever been. Just 
at the very least, it's awesome to have things delegated that used to take a ton of my time and that they're all right. Like QuickBooks Online is all set up. Payroll is all set up. I got all these systems in place. No, well, not all of these, but I have systems in place for the first time. I have a hiring process. I have a sales process. I have an operations and a training process. Nothing is in standard operating procedures, SOPs yet, but that will come it's just so cool to see the things you don't see the growth externally, but when you look at the internal growth with me, it's massive. So I'm just building a stronger foundation so that I can start to take on these new clients because you can never take on more than your foundation is able to hold it. So what do you think? I didn't have Josh on this time. Do you see the value in this episode? It was just me talking again. You're like, Ken, that was cute, but I really want to hear Coach Josh. I really like his stuff, and I want want to hear him. All right, so here's what I'll have to do. In December's update, I'm going to have to give you a double bonus of Josh Melton. All right? But for now, you were stuck with me. But you're not stuck with me forever. The podcast is over. You can turn it off now. Okay? Is it off? No, you're still listening to me. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School class is dismissed.